This is Everyday Leaders. I'm your host, Melanie Ake. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today's Everyday Leader reminds us how easy it can be to add value to others right in your own neighborhood and how believing in yourself and staying true to your passion can open up a whole new world of possibilities. These simple leadership techniques are ones that you too can apply every day to live your life with success. Tiffany Woods is my guest today. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, show 15 starts now. Welcome to the program, Tiffany. Thanks so much for having me. Gosh, I am so glad I connected to you through your mother that I went to high school with. Now, that's that makes me sound really old. It's a small world. We're all connected. It's, Nobody leaves Greenwood. Exactly. <laughs> We're trapped. Oh, my gosh. But um, I am having you on this Everyday Leaders podcast because you are inspiring me so much about what you're doing in the community. And I am a Greenwood girl. And so I think it's really important that now you're here and you're, like, changing Greenwood. So help me understand your story about kind of kind of what has inspired you in your life um, first, and then, and then I kind of want to take people through what you're doing today. Um, well, I think, you know, for me, what's been inspiring is really staying put in the community. I'm a Greenwood grad myself. I've lived in the area. I fell into the best teaching spot ever at Isom Elementary. Mm-hmm. It actually happened to be where my student teaching um, was done, and then I was fortunate enough, this just never happens, where... The teacher I was student teaching under went into a different position after like 45 years of teaching, and I wow. just fell into this classroom. So it was almost like a dream come Lucky. true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to be able to stay local and and just make sure that the things that I care about are are remaining mm-hmm. within the in the town is mm-hmm. is something that's I love it. So so <laughs> what grade did you teach? I taught fifth grade. Fifth grade. I did actually um, fifth grade, and then I had to do, when Greenwood did some redistricting, I went down to second grade, and I thought, oh, Lordy, I can't do second grade. I don't know about that. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. So I did second grade for five years, and then went back up um, and finished off in fifth grade again. Wow. And so how long have you not been teaching? So I, um, I resigned. We had my second son in 2015, Mm -hmm. and I took that whole year as my maternity year, thinking, you know, I can't possibly juggle school and a baby at the same time and do both jobs well. My hat's off to those women who do it because mm-hmm. that is a hard, hard job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we took that year to really think about what we were going to do. And at the end of the year, I was kind of just torn. You know, I felt like I had lived two separate lives and I didn't see how to make them work together. Mm-hmm. So we finally decide to, you know, I went into the principal's office, cried. Oh, gosh. You know, it's one of those. My heart was in school, and I was so connected to that building, to those students, you know, particularly that population mm-hmm. really spoke to me. Um, and so that was hard. Yeah. You know, I, I knew I couldn't do it anymore, but I still did, wasn't ready to, to throw in the towel just yet. And so we've been out for uh, about two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. What a trade-off. You know, it was um, it was a fantastic trade-off, yeah. but it was something that I did not realize once, you know, when I was in school, I didn't realize it until I was outside what a community 
the school system brings. Mm-hmm. You know, you're connected to everybody and you're connected to the families and all three levels of schooling, you know, elementary, middle, and then the high school. And mm-hmm. you follow these families. And when you're on the outside and you're no longer in school, you realize all of a sudden how isolated you are, you know, and you feel like just part of you is missing, you know, that connection to what's going on in the community. So true. So do you go down to Mrs. Curls now? Oh, <laughs> Lord. You catch I feel up like with I everybody. need to get paid for the Mrs. Curls <laughs> spokesperson. Um, yes. Uh-huh. You know, I, we, I love anything that is small business owned like that. Mm-hmm. You know, those, to me, those are the treasures. So yeah, the Miss Curl um, might play a little bit into our relocating into downtown Greenwood. Yeah. It's like, how close can we get to Miss Curl? Exactly. Um, you so, can, we can actually walk there, can't you? We do it all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It has become, you know, part of our summertime routine. Mm-hmm. We load the boys in the bicycles and, you know, you'll, you'll see me and my boys kind of strolling down to the bicycle paths <laughs> and uh, hitting up Miss Curl. That's so cool. Well, there's so much that's changed in Greenwood. I think a lot of people that grew up in Greenwood that haven't been back, that moved away maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Craig Park was kind of the old stomping ground and the Greenwood Middle School, and now they're going to tear that down. Mm-hmm. And so they've moved the middle school, and over the last just three or four years, the landscape of Greenwood as a city is changed so much. Even the big red barn is gone. I know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of heart hearts are breaking over that oh, one. Oh my gosh. Um, but you have to kind of, you know, progress is mm-hmm. what's going on. And so, um, so you have kind of moved back in intentionally into the Greenwood kind of proper, if you would, neighborhood downtown. And so tell me about what you experienced when you came back down and, and you started living there and, Take me through that process. Your story is amazing, and I think everybody can learn so much from it. So so you decided to move. And- we decided to move, right. We had um, moved out of Greenwood, not necessarily by choice. We had inherited um, or chose to buy my husband's grandparents' home, and that was kind of the family home, and yeah. we felt like we needed to to buy that. And that was great for that that time in our life. But when we decided that, you know, it's time for us to, you know, we're going to start our family, yeah. we want to change locations, um, we knew basically that we wanted to be within, you know, a three-block radius. Mm-hmm. And we just shopped. We we quit shopping house and we shopped location. Mm-hmm. And that really was when we could decide what kind of home we wanted, that's, you know, after a lot of talks and, and figuring out what we wanted. Um, I'm kind of the city girl and my husband's kind of the country boy. (laughs) So, you know, he was like, I think like 10 acres out in the woods sounds really great. And I'm like, I need people. So, um, we ended up just shopping location. Yeah. And we actually, I was telling a girlfriend this morning because we had a neighborhood event and I said, um, you know, we were heartbroken. We, we got into a bidding war on a foreclosure that was 800 square feet. You know, the, t- the, the house was 800 square feet, and oh I gosh. had envisioned, and my husband as well, we were going to throw everything away. You know, this was, we were meant to be there. In a tiny house. We were going to live tiny. With two kids. With, <laughs> I was pregnant at okay. the time. I had one child and was pregnant with my second. And oh. so we, um, yeah, you know, we just instantly felt at home in that area. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what the house is. That's our location. That's where we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. So we obviously lost that bidding war. And um, uh, for about two weeks, we pretty much didn't talk. We, you know, yeah. we were in like a slump. And I think that was when we really realized 
we are going to intentionally move into this area mm-hmm. like that. We wanted it more than we even realized we wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we happened to luck into um, a home that has always been one of my favorite homes. We were looking at a second one and we didn't really love that second home that we were looking at. And as we were leaving the neighborhood, you know, there's our for sale sign mm-hmm. in our home. Wow. And so it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was meant to be. That's so cool. So you intentionally, like all of this energy, you know, is going towards we got to find something in this location. So now you're really close to everything. Yes. Within walking distance. <laughs> and and so you, you don't really know anybody else in that neighborhood. You're just kind of your heart's being pulled towards it, right? Right. Our babysitter at the time, because I had, I did work for a year when we had our first son, and um, our babysitter lived back there. But other than that, no, we really did not know anybody. Because this neighborhood happens to fall within the school district that I taught in, mm-hmm. I knew of some families, but... No, it, it, we were moving in here and, and it was a fresh start for us. Mm-hmm. So so what did you do? Because I, I really love this story. But what did you do kind of the first time when you started thinking like, you know, I, I need to get to know people. You're a mm-hmm. people person. You're not working. You're home with your kids. And so you said, I'm not going to sit here and just kind of you know, be the mom that says, oh, I can't handle it all and I'm stressed out and I just need to go exercise. Yeah. You oh, no, that's me. not me. <laughs> you did something totally different. No exercise in my plan. <laughs> um, no, I am definitely, I think it's been a learning experience to kind of strip my my teaching experience away from me and say, wow, you know, I am not a person who can sit still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was hard trying to find my, my, my feeding, my foot, my footing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could get there. Um, you know, trying to figure out what it is that I'm going to do. And I was just constantly feeling restless all the time. So so what did you try? Did you try different things? Um, I did try different things. Yeah. So I was actually in the process of, I had stumbled across this company that was based out of New York and they were leading a, um, basically like a nature kindergarten group. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can do that. So, you know, I, that was going to be great. It was going to be a combination of something I could do with my kids. I can pack them up. I can take them out into nature. I can lead these preschool classes. Cool. And it was a way to kind of bring in my my teaching experience with that. Mm-hmm. So it was through that research, through starting that company, which I ended up not doing at yeah. the last minute, um, but I was reading a book called um, by Richard Louvre called The Last Child in the Woods, and it's... It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really interesting read, talking about basically just, um, you know, the progression of, of our society and um, the realities that this generation of children is really, you know, not growing up with the elements of nature, the, the independence and the freedom that comes with exploring your neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talked about, you know, what, what is the cause of this? Why are kids no longer... Uh, riding bicycles, you know, why do parents not feel that it is any, you know, that it's not safe anymore for their children to roam and to have these freedoms. And my neighborhood is a very social neighborhood already. Right. And people were walking by and they were waving and it was one of those random like 70 degree days in January (laughs) when I'm in the middle of reading this book, you know, talking about nobody going outside. And I thought, you know, my boys are going to be at the bicycle riding age in five years. I want them to have that freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and 
no, I'm not comfortable with that right now. You know, that would give me huge anxiety to think of them riding bicycles and me not keeping that, you know, watchful eye on them. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I want to do something, I'm going to have to do it now. You know, if there's, if, if there is a fear that is being created in me simply because I don't know my neighbors, not necessarily that my, my neighborhood is less safe than it was 20 years ago Mm -hmm. or 40 years ago, but the fact that I feel like it's less safe Mm -hmm. just simply because I don't know who's living three houses down from me. That's an excellent point. Yep. Um, And so, you know, there was that 70 degree day in January Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing all of these people that i I recognize, but I don't know their names and I don't know what, what house they're associated with. I just know that, you know, they've got a chocolate lab and they've got a golden doodle (laughs) and, you know, they're walking them on the neighborhood regularly. And so I thought, you know, we're going to, we're going to change that. Let's, let's take that a step further because everyone's already outside enjoying the the nice day and they're already walking. Why don't we know each other? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not that everybody has to be best friends and come over to my house and, you know, have dinner with me. But for I want to know that when my kids are riding bicycles and they're two blocks away, I want the neighbors to know who my kids are. Mm-hmm. And I want to feel comfortable in knowing that, you know, so yeah, true. they're watching out. It takes a village and yet somehow our village has been reduced to likes that mm-hmm. we've received on Facebook, exactly. you know, and it's like the, the Facebook likes are not going to be watching over my children. Right. You know, if I want them to experience that independence when they go out to the world. And it's so hard because kids are just so programmed by what their friends are doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so all these, all this technology, I am a technology guru. I love technology, but it's so true. We even on the weekends, right? You just get absorbed in Facebook or your computer or work from, you take work home. And so you just kind of forget like, oh, it's sunny outside. I need to do something. Mm -hmm. So living in that small community, being able to go, okay, I have this vision. (laughs) I want my kids to be connected. I feel disconnected because I'm not teaching. So I don't have that social atmosphere, right? You actually did something about it. So now what was the first thing that you did? Um, So the first thing I did was really an accident. Um, I had decided that I'm going to reach out to the very small handful of people that I know, you know, and some I kind of knew well, and then some I, you know, was, I was lucky to even be a Facebook mutual friend with them. And I put them all together on an instant messenger and started to compose an email to them. And I wanted to somehow capture that energy and that vision I had right in that moment that we're just going to go out and we're going to make this something better. Mm-hmm. And um, I, being the teacher, composed my letter, hello, comma, and I hit enter. Not realizing on Facebook that that automatically sends your message out when I really just wanted to go to the next line because I had to have the proper formatting. So this is like Jerry Maguire, right? It's you exactly had me like Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So it's 7 a.m. Wow. I just sent out a message on a Monday morning to a handful of people that I really don't know and am I instantly sweating. What oh, just happened? Gosh. You know, I'm running through cyberspace mentally going, come back. Yeah. Please tell me that didn't happen. I had more to say. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden pings started coming back. Why, hello to you. And I'm like, I have to do it now. You know, I really have to put this plan into place because honestly, I don't know if I would have hit send myself on that. And, you know, thinking back now, why? Why was I so hesitant to put an idea out there that really is so positive Mm -hmm. and is just trying to connect people and make things better? You know, what is it about the fear of kind of revealing your desires of what you want and, and what you want to do with 
with a, a neighborhood or, you know, your company or something. Um, but no, I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful that Facebook did that to me. <laughs> Sometimes it's that not failing forward, but it's just like trying that and realizing that it's not that scary. Right. right? And so now you get this response and people are like, oh yeah, let's, let's. It instantly you're, started you're the a leader, dialogue. Right. You're the leader. Well, and so now. I'm a co-leader. I'm a co-leader. <laughs> so, um, really through this whole process, um, we all instantly joined up. We said, you know, I think this sounds like a great opportunity for a glass of wine and the moms to all get together Perfect. and meet. Right. Who's going to turn that down? Yeah. And so from there, we really um, just kind of developed this group that has snowballed into this enormous community mm -hmm. right now. Um, and so I've got a girlfriend, Libby, who is just, she's my cheerleader. Mm -hmm. She's like, let's do it. You know, she, she brings the energy. I bring the ideas and we're like, let's put it together. That's let's awesome. make it work. Got to have a team. That's right. So mm -hmm. we started out small. Um, you know, our first event that we did, um, well, first thing we had to decide because we're in old town, we didn't even have a neighborhood name. We don't have boundaries. And, you know, we had to distinguish ourselves from we're not doing something that's citywide. You know, we're not doing a citywide project because then you lose the intimacy mm -hmm. of all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we still want to be a neighborhood because we what we're trying to do is really connect with the people who live in, right. in our area mm -hmm. every single day. These are the people that are living closest to us. So um, we, we decided on just kind of going with the next door app had an outline of our neighborhood and they just called us West Old Town Greenwood. And so wow. we went with that and we had, uh, we canvassed the neighborhood, printed off flyers and said, Hey, we're going to have a pizza party. Who wants to come out? Mm -hmm. And of course we left our notes with a little piece of candy because who can resist that? <laughs> exactly. um, and so we had our first gathering at a little local uh, pizza company called Giacomo's mm -hmm. that's in the heart of downtown Greenwood. And, you know, we had cake, we had balloons, I had little goodies that I had found off Pinterest for St. Patrick's Day. How fun. And we met the most fascinating people that night. I think we had a crowd of about 30, 35 people, and Libby and I just felt like we had conquered the world Absolutely. with that. You know, we're like, these are people that we never have seen living just a few houses down from us and mm -hmm. hearing their stories. I mean wonderful stories, mm. the most interesting people ever. Um, so from that, that was our first little initiation. And then a couple weeks later, I said, you know what? I want to, I want to do an Easter egg hunt with my, with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I want to do an Easter bunny thing. And instead of doing it, you know, in a backyard and doing like a little kitty party, I think I'm going to do the whole neighborhood. How cool. And my husband said, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, um, I don't get it. You're like, Libby. Right. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, I, I didn't even talk, you know, I was like, that's okay. Um, I don't need to, you know, you'll see, you, yeah. you just be patient. You'll see Libby gets it. And you know, Libby and I will run with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we went through and created a Facebook event Again, canvassed the neighborhood, put out little um, invitations for everybody. And we were expecting about 40 people, mm -hmm. 40 to 50 people. And we're like, wow, this is going to be great. You know, our biggest problem was chairs. Where are we going to do, mm -hmm. you know, the where are we going to hold this event? Right. So we had decided that we were going to, you know, do um, down in the section of our neighborhood. We kind of thought, oh, this will be a great area. You know, there's a beautiful yard right here. 
And then he said, well, I really need the street because, you know, the way the landscape was, mm-hmm. there was nowhere to set food tables. Oh. And um, so how did you do that? Did you have to close down the street? So <laughs> from that, um, I did. Oh, my yeah. god! So I just, you know, the Internet is a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. And living in a small town... You don't know these people, but once you do know them, you'll know them forever. Mm-hmm. So I called up the city, and, you know, who Excellent. am I? I'm just, you know, the the housewife down the street, <gasps> and I'm saying, words. <laughs> I want to have a party. Will you shut wow. down the street for me? And they said, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you need? And my my concern was, what do I have to pay you exactly. to do it? I was going to say, here, you got to think right. about all these permits and how nerve-wracking that would be. Like, I just want to have the kids... You know, have yeah. an Easter egg hunt. Like, I just want to do this. Right. And we really weren't envisioning it being in the street at that time. But I just knew, you know, I, I don't, for the safety of the kids, they're mm-hmm. going to be running all around. And I don't want to have to think about, you know, cars coming down. So um, we, I ended <laughs> up speaking to our, our city on the phone for 45 minutes. Wow. I mean, she's a fascinating lady. We got sucked into conversation. And she was really excited to see the culture that we were trying to create in our community, because at the same time, the city is also, um, you know, trying to revitalize the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And they, too, are trying to create a culture and find that identity for themselves. And so it was one of those. So they were probably really excited. Like, they are. Oh, my gosh, let's pull you into our vision. So now it's gone from I'm not working and I don't feel connected and I, I kind of feel isolated to now you're starting to, like, create all this momentum, Tiffany. Right. And it happened instantly. I mean, that. The morning of the picnic, I was anticipating 40 to 50 people coming. Mm -hmm. As we were setting up, people kept strolling by, dropping off eggs because we had asked for egg donations. (laughs) And people just kept driving by and dropping off bags of eggs to me as I'm out in the street. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't even know who these people are. Then, you know, we ended up having about 120 people show up at our very first Easter egg event. Um, and you know, it's just a great, great way to see people that were new moving into the neighborhood, them getting that opportunity to get out and meet people for the first time. It was great to see people who have lived in the neighborhood for 35 years and know three people. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they go come down to this event and they've met dozens of people. And now, you know, in the years since that's happened, you know, they've developed great friendships and they're girlfriends and, you know, they go out and do activities together. That's and so cool because we are so isolated in our own right, you know, and we're all different generations. And so being able to have that, maybe that security, right? It, you may have lived next door to your mom and dad growing up and now people have moved away. And, and there's, there is a sense of isolation, even if you're not in a younger generation, you know, people don't maybe have somebody to check on them. Mm-hmm. And so that sense of security in your neighborhood is what you're creating. So they say there's no place like home, right? right? And you're really creating that safe zone for people. So congratulations to you. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, it has been, it has been quite, quite the journey and quite the, the year of building relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of people that have um, come together and we might not, you know, some are, are closer than others, and, and that's fine. You know, we also had to realize that some people have a certain level of socialization that mm-hmm. they're more comfortable with. Some, you know, some will attend a large event, mm-hmm. but just kind of hang off to the side. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we still know who you are. And then there are others that, you know, after the event's over, hey, are we going to go to the restaurant, you know, and, and grab something to eat together? And, you know, our families hang out together. So there's, there's a wide range. And we really are trying to 
to keep everybody's level of, of comfort mm-hmm. in mind. But really the idea is that we just all know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And you can really help out, you know, and really kind of understand like a big family. Exactly. Uh, and that's what's so cool about it. So so you have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is the W-O-T-G, West o- Old Town Greenwood. We're the West Old Town Greenwood, yeah. So our, our Facebook page is Neighbors of West Old Town Greenwood. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And um, we're on there, and um, we've got, you know, a, our, our we have left ours open. I know a lot of neighborhoods want to make their pages private, mm-hmm. and we kind of had that discussion going back at the beginning when we were creating that, you know, do we do we make this private? That feels a little bit more secure. Um, and then partly because of, of our unique location, you know, we are so integrated with the downtown businesses mm-hmm. that really that message of love local, support local has really been integrated into our message pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know, no, we do want to keep it it open because, you know, we are doing a lot of partnering activities with local boutiques or Miss Curl came <laughs> on the last day of school. We had the Miss Curl ice cream truck come down awesome. um, and we shut off a street again <laughs> and, you know, and we bought ice cream cones for every child in the neighborhood. Wow. Um, but, you know, it really is that sense of we're proud of our area mm-hmm. and we're proud of these local businesses that are, are in downtown Greenwood and, we, we want to do our part to promote them, and we want to create that culture in our neighborhood where our neighbors are supporting those businesses because at the end of the day, those, those people live in or around our community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so important because mm-hmm. it isn't just about your experience. You know, you're really, uh, as a leader, you're really trying to contribute, give back, expand the community to, to say, look, there's more, mm-hmm. right? And if we all lift kind of that spirit up, then we give more, then we support. And then ideas like you've had mm-hmm. kind of spawn from that. And and so you and Libby have just kind of taken this and been like, hey, what's next? Right. Right. And so what do you think's next? So um, what we're working on next is, you know, we, we are really trying to identify certain populations in our neighborhood that we either haven't been successful in tapping into yet or, um, you know, people that are new and just never really got the message the first time around. So right now we're going to try and focus on our senior residents. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in, you know, the historic part of Old Town, and we are fortunate enough that we've got this pocket of residents who have been there since 1950. Wow. Um, my neighbor is... Um, that lives next to me, she's actually third generation to live in that family home and her children will be the fourth. So when her mother, her mother no longer lives there, but when her mother comes back into town Mm -hmm. and she feeds me these stories of growing up, you know, in 1945, and she can tell me the first house in the neighborhood that had a color television. Wow. And, you know, I I remember when this person, you know, had, um, air conditioning, you know, and and when the milkman came and the milkman's name and, you know, there was just this sense of everybody knew everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we somehow over the years, we've lost that. Mm -hmm. And And you're kind of bringing that back. We are. We're trying to bring back that sense of Mayberry. Mm -hmm. You know, it's everybody wants to live in this, you know, cute, quaint little town where everybody knows your name, you know, hello. (laughs) Um, But, you know, but it starts with one person. It starts with one person, but everybody is so on board to do it. Don't you think people, though, 
I, and I tend to see this because when we move in a neighborhood, you know, you just kind of feel like, oh, who else is next door? And you really don't know them or right. you don't know if you can trust them, you know, because you have that sense of like, I don't know anything yet. Yep. But one person starts reaching out, the next person starts reaching out, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of that snowball effect, yeah. right? And that can change, like you said, an entire culture. Mm-hmm. And so what makes me so proud of this story is this is my town. Yeah. <laughs> and I see Vino Villa and I see all La, La Trattoria and all these restaurants that are still there that are thriving mm-hmm. that people say, hey, we're going to go out and have a glass of wine at Vino Villa, you know, on the night that they give you a free yeah. bottle or a free glass. <laughs> But they're so supportive of the community and, and the planet, um, planetarium. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, the planetary and the reverie and, yes. and the coffee house five, like all these places in Giacomo's have just said, we're going to make a staple right here in Greenwood mm-hmm. um, because it's so important. You know, there are people yeah. that live here that they don't want to go out, to, you know, necessarily downtown uh, or Franklin, mm-hmm. you know, Franklin's thriving too. But I think I see Greenwood as, we're really making great strides. We talk about technology advances is so fast, but this sense of purpose in people mm-hmm. will help drive this momentum so much faster. Yeah. So just congratulations. This yeah. is pretty, it's really awesome to see and, uh, and feel that energy mm-hmm. for it. So, the, so we have a senior center in the Greenwood community. Yes. And so how do you, do you see, um, you know, kind of your neighborhood association getting involved with that? Um, you know, at this point, we're kind of at like the infancy stage of, of reaching out to our, our senior residents. Um, right now we're, we've identified quite a few that are, you know, recently widowed mm-hmm. and they're elderly and, you know, you don't know how far away the closest relative might be for them. Right. Um, and then on top of that, we also want to capture their history. Mm. You know, hearing these stories so of people who have seen all of the changes come and go within the neighborhood um, is just fascinating. And so right now, our, our next step is we're going to start creating little tea times. And we're going to invite some of these residents who have been in the neighborhood for 40 plus years to come out and basically share their stories That's with us. That's awesome. Um, and then we hope from that that we're able to create some kind of network for them as a resource for, you know, if they need help or, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially maintaining a yard is really hard. Mm-hmm. But the support system in the neighborhood is so large, you know, and people are always looking to help and do things. People, that's probably one thing that I've just loved watching over this this past year is people want to help Mm -hmm. you know they want to do things they want to be involved you really just need something to get that going Mm -hmm. you know uh, the second you throw something out there they run with it so it's really just being that person you know for me I'm just kind of that person throwing everything out there on on Facebook and kind of managing it and then saying you know what do you want to do and I'll help you facilitate it in any way possible that's so cool yeah that's so cool. Well, it's important because, you know, there's not a lot of people. I, I, you're kind of unique because being a teacher, you had to kind of be thriving in knowing different parents and working with different students. And you, and like you said in the very beginning, being connected to those personalities. And, and you really you really connected to that and you needed that. And so I'm sure what's happening is the people that, that may be not made up like that, mm-hmm. they're starting to experience that that gift that you're bringing to them. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. You're really changing 
how they feel about themselves. There's so many leadership lessons in this. But because, you know, once they believe differently about themselves and the community, they're going to start doing things differently and Mm -hmm. thinking differently. Yeah. Um, So that's really, that is so important, Tiffany, that you understand how big of a leader you are in this space. Um, Yay. Yay. Applause. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting because we've had, you know, our, our neighborhood is so diverse, you know, socially, um, you know, backgrounds, everything is so diverse and we really kind of cherish that. Mm -hmm. But opening it up because this is a neighborhood thing, not necessarily a social thing that you, you know, someone selected, we're opening it up to everybody. You really see um, all the different resources that people bring to the table. And it's okay, you know, I don't have any problems going out and organizing very large scale events. But, you know, I can't sit down and host a book club. You know, like, I, I can't do it. Please don't make me do it. That's my greatest fear. Please don't make me do it. Call Libby. Exactly. So we've got, you know, another lady who um, I just, I love her to death. She was a retired high school, um, Center Grove English teacher. Mm-hmm. She's at home. She's writing a book. And she was like, this really would fill a need for me. You know, I, I, I need to do this. And so she now runs our book club. So perfect. And you know, it is, it's finding that everybody's got different qualities and different, different areas that they can lead in and, you know, letting them go on that journey themselves, mm-hmm. um, has really been fascinating. That just is such a fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many other things looking beyond yourself saying we can really build this community and, and be so strong. Yeah. So that that is just amazing. Yeah. Well, and when you have 170 homes at your fingertips, you know, yeah. it's like there's really nothing that we can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need a video project. Who do I know that's in the video department? You know, we, we need, um, you know, something that's – I need a connection. I need a business resource connection. Right. Who knows that business? You know, it's the, um, the amount of positive energy that comes off of these relationships that we have built – just paves the way for all of these activities that we're able to provide for, for the residents. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope you get a, a kind of a process down to record some of these stories because, you know, as the historian, the historical society for Greenwood, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of capture this, I know we talked a little bit offline that you found some of these stories were eliminated, like they, right. were, they were lost in different fires or accidents. And so, recreating that for the city is so critical um, as you start to understand this and getting it from the people that mm-hmm. experienced it. It's going to be really important. So, um, well, gosh, I, I, you have taught us so many things today. <laughs> I can, you want to host a party? <laughs> I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. It's yeah. amazing. Um, everybody, I think the message that I want to send to everybody here is, Anybody in your own community can do exactly what Tiffany has done. Right. I have no degree. I've never hosted a, a large scale neighborhood event, you know, and it's, and anyone can do it. Anyone can do it to any degree. Um, you just have to start. Right. Just throw your idea out there. You just have to start. So um, you can find Tiffany on the West Old Town Greenwood Facebook page. It's open. Mm-hmm. You can follow her <laughs> events. Um, you meet at the Reverie. What days are there certain days of the well, week? Well, we had brunch at Reverie today mm-hmm. just as a, you know, random local neighbors supporting businesses. Um, but we normally meet, our book club meets at Vino Villa and, um, and that's a, that's an every, every month every occurrence. Month. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, um, y'all look her up on Facebook because this is so important. Anything that we can do to support the community as it grows um, and just looking around at the events that are going on. I know there's the amphitheater that's going to happen this summer. and It's beautiful. Going down to Mrs. Curls. Mm-hmm. So let's support the West Old Town Greenwood community and, and really get involved in your own and reach out to Tiffany Woods if you have any questions <laughs> about how to do this. She and Libby can really put something together and, and help your neighborhood be strong as well. So Thank you so much for coming on this program and sharing the story. And I want to check back with you. Tiffany's going to be at our leadership conference March 2nd next Yay. year at the yeah. Art Museum. So get ready for that so you can meet her personally if you don't know her and uh, and really get inspired by her her story that she has to share. So thank you very much. Have a great thank 2018. You for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been my pleasure. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit is coming to Indianapolis, Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. Join me along with the 50 and 50 guests from Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. This exclusive event will take place at the beautiful Newfields Indianapolis Museum of Art on Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. You won't want to miss this one-of-a-kind leadership workshop where you will personally engage with these 50 leaders and learn how to apply their strategies to live your life with success. Don't miss this opportunity. You can be a part of this exclusive inaugural leadership summit here in Indianapolis, March 2nd, 2019. Early bird registration begins on April 20th, 2018. Remember, there's limited space available, so reserve your spot now. If you know of anyone that would be interested in sponsoring this exclusive event, please have them contact me directly at make at makeconnectionsforlife.com. Thank you for following the podcast of Everyday Leaders 50 and 50.